You're listening to the Dungeons, Dragons, and Psychology Podcast. Choice is a fundamental aspect of TTRPGs. Players are presented with a multitude of decisions that shape the narrative and influence the outcomes of their character. These choices, however, extend far beyond the game world and can have a profound impact on your cognitive abilities. I'm Robert Walker, author of Session Zero, the DMG to writing great campaigns in any system, and this is my show where I teach collaborative storytellers how to have more immersive campaigns using psychology. One key area where TTRPGs excel is improving your decision-making skills. Players are constantly faced with complex situations that require critical thinking, weighing pros and cons, and predicting outcomes. And by engaging in this mental exercise repeatedly, we can enhance our ability to make informed decisions and choices in real-life situations. They also foster creativity and problem-solving. Players are often encouraged to think outside the box and explore alternative solutions, and often adapt to unexpected circumstances. This flexibility in thinking can carry over into our daily life, empowering us to tackle challenges with innovative approaches and finding unique solutions. Agency and autonomy go hand-in-hand with choice in role-playing games. As you assume the role of your characters, you're given the freedom to help shape your individual stories and the story narrative as a whole. And this sense of agency instills a feeling of control and empowerment which can positively impact our self-confidence and improve our self-esteem. It's a safe space for experimenting with different identities and exploring aspects of ourself we may not have otherwise discovered, and this freedom of self-expression promotes personal growth and self-discovery. We've talked about that a lot on the show. It allows us to embrace our strengths and confront our weaknesses, ultimately building a stronger sense of identity. And there's also the social aspect of role-playing. It fosters collaboration, communication, and empathy, and in the cooperative nature of these games, players are working together, communicating and understanding one another's perspective to make the decisions in-game and face their consequences as a group. The collaborative environment can strengthen our interpersonal skills and teach us the importance of active listening and compromise, even teamwork when it comes time for decision-making. We become more attuned to the emotions and the needs of others, honing our empathy and developing better social intelligence. And these skills are invaluable in building and maintaining relationships in our personal and professional lives. Those things help you at work more than you would possibly imagine. But let's take a moment and reflect on how role-playing games can be transformative beyond the gaming table. The lessons learned through choice agency, and autonomy in these games can shape our mindset, even shape our behavior in the real world. By recognizing that we have agency over our own lives the way that our characters have agency in the stories, we can become more proactive in pursuing our goals and our dreams. Role-playing games can teach us that our choices matter. Even in the face of adversity, we can find creative solutions and overcome obstacles. And the collaborative and inclusive nature can inspire us to build supportive communities where everyone's voice is heard and respected. By embracing diversity and valuing the contributions of others, 
We can create spaces that encourage growth and empathy and understanding. So let's delve into some of the choices that can be presented to players by a DM in a role-playing game. There's a ton of different ideas, but I'm going to give you a list that I've come up with that I think have a lot of opportunity for you to cherry pick these ideas and sort of give them to your players so that they can use those ideas to enhance their own real world life. And the first one is is a very obvious one. It's moral choices. This is when players are faced with decisions that have ethical implications, forcing them to consider the consequences of their actions and the alignment of their characters if you're playing in an alignment system. Next would be narrative choices, where players have the opportunity to shape the overall storyline by deciding which path to pursue, which NPCs they want to ally with, who they want to betray, and how their actions affect the world around them. This is especially uh, poignant in a sandboxy style game. Like if you want your game to be very railroady, you may not give them as many narrative choices or things that can change the storyline as they go. But in a sandboxy game, many of their choices are narrative choices. Even if they fall under the uh, umbrella of one of these other types of choices, they still often are affecting your sandboxy world. Next would be strategic choices, where players make tactical decisions. This can be during combat or encounters, or it can be uh, choosing between two different approaches or formations or target priorities or just simply deciding, you know, how they're going to go about uh, recovering an item that they've been tasked to find. Are they going to go the stealth mode or the smash smash and grab mode? Next would be exploration choices, giving them the freedom to decide where to go, what areas to investigate, and which secrets to uncover, again, allowing them to shape their own adventure. This exploration type choice is going to be very tied to the narrative choices. If you're giving them the opportunity to decide where in the world they're going, it's more likely a sandboxy type game with more narrative choices. Uh, the next type would be resource management choices. This is where players have to allocate uh, limited resources such as gold or items or spells, and they have to do it wisely. They have to decide on how to spend or save them to optimize the chances of success in whatever their current task is. Beyond that, we move into diplomatic choices. This is where your players are engaging in negotiations, diplomacy, persuasion, uh, bluff, um, any way to resolve conflicts or sway NPCs to their side, potentially avoiding combat or gaining advantageous alliances. Next would be puzzle and riddle choices, where your players encounter puzzles or riddles in your game. We've done a whole episode on puzzles and riddles. But here you would require them to think creatively and solve challenges through critical thinking and logical deduction. And one of the interesting things I will say about puzzles and riddles is often I come to the game table with an answer for a puzzle or a riddle that I have put together. But I'm always open to the players coming up with a better idea than the one I had had or a better answer than the one I had had. I I can remember a few times where I had had riddles that made sense in a fantasy role-playing world, but the players came up with an answer that fit the riddle better, I'm more than happy to accept uh, that answer as well. I don't. I would say don't be tied uh, to this and limit your players' creativity if they happen to think of something better than what you came up with. Next is personal choices, where players are making decisions about 
their characters' personal lives, their relationships. It can be choices made during their backstory. But anything that allows for deeper role-playing and character development would be a personal choice. Beyond that, we have sacrifice choices, where players face situations where they must sacrifice something valuable, like a treasured possession, a friend, a moral principle for the greater good, even their own lives. We've talked about that uh, on the show before, how crucial sacrifice can be to a really powerful and emotional story. And, you know, go back and listen to some of those episodes if you need some ideas about sacrifices, because we've had some very powerful ones in the games that we've played. Next is time-sensitive choices, where players make quick decisions with a limited amount of time, adding an element of pressure and urgency to the choices that they're making. And this is really fun and, and compounded when you even time them out of game. You put a... Uh, hourglass or something on the table and this is all the amount of time they have to make their choice out of game slash in game uh, it really adds that feeling of pressure and the sense of urgency to act next is consequence choices where their decisions have lasting effects on the game world leading to rewards repercussions unforeseen uh, consequences anything that can influence future events uh, one of these things I would say a consequent choice, consequence choice is if you are the sort of DM who if you have players get caught doing illegal things in your city, you will actually have them arrested and thrown in the prison and have to deal with that sort of thing. In that case, you're making those choices, consequence choices. Next, we have risk and reward choices where players have the option to take a calculated risk in exchange for potential rewards. This can challenge their appetite for risk and their judgment of potential outcomes. And it's always interesting weighing these risk and reward type choices to kind of see where the, the player's breaking point is. At what point does the reward risk balance uh, tip in favor of one or the other? Is it too dangerous or is the reward so great that they will, they will risk their own lives, they will risk their own relationships or whatever the case may be because the reward is just such a great juicy piece of treasure or some artifact or something. Next is information gathering choices where players decide how to gather and interpret information. They can choose between different sources, uh, methods of investigation, or ways to extract knowledge from NPCs. This could be like a whodunit style adventure would be really rich with these information gathering choices. And it can really play into a character's alignment. If you have an NPC that has information the players need and you want to find out whether your characters are going to be good aligned and go about it in a diplomatic manner or they're going to be evil and maybe go torturous uh, on the NPCs. Next, you have faction or allegiance choices where you let your players align themselves with different factions or organizations. Each of them has their own goals, values, rewards, and ultimately leads to different story arcs and opportunities. Beyond that, role-playing choices. This happens all the time. This is a very common one. Players deciding how their characters are going to behave, react, and interact with NPCs, the game world, the scenarios, the other PCs, but it allows for individual expression and the development of unique personalities. And I would say I strongly encourage making sure that your players have the time to enact role-playing choices. So don't just 
make it a, you know, smash and grab or a combat only type campaign always include some opportunity for role playing choices to be made where your players have the opportunity to build their character personality and behavior. And that makes the game so much richer. Uh, Beyond that, we will move to dilemma choices where players are presented with no win scenarios or difficult choices where there is no obvious right answer. This can challenge their ethics. It can help them challenge and define their values and see what problem-solving skills and abilities they can come up with as a group to maybe find a way to get a right answer or to just accept that there's a wrong answer. This is one of those concepts that I've been working with for a long time on an adventure path that I've been writing, which is all about a group of characters that are constantly presented with, you know, trying to decide what the lesser of two evil is and the characters ultimately falling and becoming evil just because they get constantly put in a situation where they're going to have to choose some form of of evil response um, being the only way. But it's kind of like the idea of like not everyone sets out to be evil who becomes evil. Often the you know, path to hell is paved with good intentions. Beyond that is temptation choices where you have the opportunity to test their character's weaknesses by presenting morally ambiguous paths, challenging their willpower, challenging their integrity. This can also, also play into that reward and risk scenario that temptation choices can. Then there's metagame choices, where your players make choices that impact the game's mechanics or rules. So those are choices like how are they leveling up their character? What feats are they selecting? What abilities are they specializing in? And you can make these choices impact the story more by one of the things I've always done is if, if a character wants to acquire a new skill, I don't just let them take a new skill at level up. I always make sure that they've had some sort of narrative involvement in that skill or they found sort of uh, some sort of uh, story way of getting there. For example, stealth is a great one. If a character didn't have stealth, but they spent a lot of their time at the lower level trying to sneak around and rolling stealth checks, then when they level up, I would allow them to take that stealth. But if they were just smashing and grabbing everything, being loud and ruckus and not making any attempts to be stealthy, I'm not going to let them take a skill rank in stealth because it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I want my stories to make sense. That's part of the, the suspension of disbelief for me is that I want them to have that, that feeling of realism and the narrative should be connected to the player's choices. Next is narrative twist choices. This is where players face unexpected plot twists or revelations that force them to reassess their beliefs, their allegiances, or even their entire understanding of the game world or the narrative in general. Um, plot twists are something I've talked a lot about on the show. It's it's a, a tool that I often use. I think it's a great piece of, of good stories. Don't overuse them, obviously. But if you have a really good one that fits the story well, I think they they really aid with immersion um, and they definitely make a memorable story. And the last one is environmental choices. This is where players decide how to interact with the environment, like uh, traversing treacherous treacherous terrain, um, how to navigate traps, how to manipulate surroundings to their advantage. And it could even be something as... um, story plot driven like you could have the players trying to decide whether they're going to align with 
you know, a group of elves who's trying to protect a forest or a group of humans who's actively doing logging of the forest uh, for, you know, some great rewards. So there's so many ideas there, and these just scratch the surface of the different kinds of choices that you can give your players. But I wanted to give you a really good idea of just all the different choices that you incorporate into a game and maybe find ways to make them a little bit more meaningful and tie them to the story a little bit better. So let's go ahead and move on to Tricks of the Trade. Today in Tricks of the Trade, I'm going to give you five ideas for difficult choices that your player characters could be faced with in your campaign. So feel free to steal these, use them at your leisure. The first is the sacrifice. Here the players must choose between saving an innocent NPC from certain death or allowing them to perish in order to achieve a critical mission objective that will save countless lives. The decision forces the players to weigh the value of a single life against the greater good. And I think this decision can be made especially difficult if you uh, choose the like the player's favorite NPC, somebody that they have a strong relationship with. So then they're forced with choosing between their own desires and the greater good, the need of many. Next is the betrayal. In this scenario, one of the PCs would discover a dark secret about another party member that if exposed could potentially lead to their exile or even death. The group must decide whether to confront and expose the guilty party, risking division and conflict within their ranks, or to bury the secret and sacrifice the truth for the sake of party unity. Next, we have the impossible ultimatum, where the villain will present the PCs with an impossible choice. Either they surrender and allow the villain to succeed in their nefarious plans, or they must choose to save an NPC or another party member, but at the cost of devastating a major number of innocent lives. They must grapple, I mean, think like a whole town or a whole kingdom. This is going to be like your big bad evil guy, right? And the players must wrestle with the moral dilemma of sacrificing their lives or or lives of the party members for the needs of the many, which is a much deeper sacrifice than than letting somebody else take that. I think it's a lot harder when it becomes your character sometimes. Next, we have the temptation. The players stumble upon a powerful artifact that offers immense power, but also comes at a great cost. They must decide whether to keep and use the artifact, risking corruption or madness or some other unintended consequence, or to resist its allure, finding an alternative solution, potentially forging, uh, foregoing a significant advantage. Um, think here like the, the Ring of Power from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, everyone who holds it pretty much is faced with that temptation. And finally, Unseen Consequences, where your players must make a decision that appears to be moral, morally right. It appears to be beneficial in the short term, but unknowingly leads to unforeseen and devastating consequences in the future. When they find this out, they must grapple with the dilemma of making choices with incomplete information and the potential fallout of their actions. So these choices, all of them should be designed to challenge your player's values, create moral ambiguity, 
and they will have far-reaching consequences, forcing the players to consider the long-term impacts of their decision, which again, wrangling with these difficult thoughts and cognitive processes can be very beneficial in your day-to-day life, trying to help yourself be better at making decisions. That's all for tricks. Let's go ahead and move over to the knowledge check. Today's knowledge check is an article called The Mechanics of Choice, written by Eric Wargo in 2011, and it comes to us from uh, psychologicalscience.org. And this article is, it's quite a long article. It has a lot of history to philosophy and psychology about uh, choices. It discusses various different ideas uh, that were first presented um, by philosophers such as uh, loss aversion or uh, expectant value. But I think one of the most interesting things in it is it talks about a, uh, a group of participants uh, that Kahneman and Tversky uh, did in a study. And they took two groups of people and in the first group was told that treatments given to people with a disease, um, a third of the lives would be said, saved. And if they were given a riskier treatment, there was a one-third chance that all of them would be saved and a two-thirds chance that none of them would be saved. In the second group, given the exact same choice, but it was framed differently. The words that were given was uh, in terms of lives lost instead of lives gained. So when they presented the same options, they said that uh, two-thirds would die for sure in the first treatment, and in the second, uh, that there was a one-third chance that no one would die and a two-thirds chance that all 600 would die. And what was really fascinating is just by changing the way that this uh, was phrased in the first group, almost the entirety of the group chose to save the 200 lives And in the second group, group, almost all of the participants chose to take the riskier effect because it was scarier to lose so many more lives rather than it was uh, the chance of possibly saving. So just fascinating uh, to think about the way that we present a problem strongly affects the way that people will choose between the options when there's risks involved. And I think that's very important for you to remember as you provide choices and opportunities, especially difficult ones or uh, ethical dilemmas to your players, remember that the way that you present it to them will affect the way that they choose between the options that you give them. So that's it for our knowledge check today. You can find the entire article through the link that we'll post in our show notes if you want to read the whole thing through. It's a fascinating article. It has a lot of really good information in there. And in the end, it goes into how to make better choices, which is really kind of more for our day-to-day lives, but it's very good information. As always, we appreciate all of the support that we get from our patrons. Our current patrons are Thumb and Nancy. So thank you very much for your support. If you would like to join our Patreon, there is a link in the show notes. You can find that through the support the show link in there. And all of our elder brain cyclothids will be given a shout out on the episode and they'll be given a fun little uh, creative uh, way to integrate something cool about the area of the world where they live in into a campaign or a game. So it's kind of a way of my patrons giving to the games of all the people who listen to the show. We also appreciate any reviews or ratings that you can leave us. So whatever platform you listen on, please do whatever you can to help us spread the word about this podcast and keep it growing. 
As always, I appreciate all of you so much. You can find me on Instagram at dungeons underscore dragons underscore psychology. And there you can find a link tree link to all of our places that we can be found online. And until next time, we will see you next session.